Alright, all you Streetlight Crusaders, and I guess a couple of you wrestling fans who are still up for tonight. Welcome back to the Tuesday Night Special. And now it's time for us to talk about what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Anaheim, California. Home of WrestleMania 2000 and that one theme that they had for WrestleMania that year that got remixed into not only Teddy Long's theme, but also Rodney Mack's theme at one point. Yeah, you know, fun facts we like to throw out there for this week. But besides musical tune facts, folks, Monday Night Raw would kick off with none other than the Scottish Terminator Drew McIntyre going one-on-one against Cody Rhodes. Now, before this match could begin, we could hear the Cody chants being echoed throughout the halls, only for Drew McIntyre to try to shut it up with a nasty tilt-the-wall backbreaker during this match for near fall. For Cody to come back with a disaster kick and even a Cody cutter, both for near falls. For Drew McIntyre to come back with a spine buster and a jackknife cover and even a deadlift powerbomb, both of them for near falls. Even to see him pull off a Glasgow kiss in a Future Shock DDT, still not able to take out Cody Rhodes, but for Cody to pull off a Carlito double springboard into a Cody Cutter, still for near fall. Now, ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end, and I got a feeling after what happened on SmackDown, the reason for this happening would see none other than Jimmy Uso showing up trying to stop Cody Rhodes for him to take out Jimmy, but not take out Solo for him to have WrestleMania flashbacks as Solo Sokoa would hit him right in the throat with a Samoan spike, giving Drew McIntyre a chance to take advantage of the situation and be called a hypocrite for for him to hit a Glasgow, or should I say Claymore kick, right directly on the button to Cody Rhodes for Drew to win this match via pinfall. Now, before we go any further, I think we should break down the situation. And no call in the maestro, not with the John Madden kit that they had on Monday Night Raw this week. More or less by explaining what happened on SmackDown and the reason for what's going on. Because we would hear from The Rock not only blaming the fans that they blew the biggest main event of all time with The Rock going one-on-one against Roman, which I still think wouldn't have been a great match to main event WrestleMania, but what do I know? But then would say that he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that Cody Rhodes goes home a loser. And the only reason that match is not happening is because everybody's a bunch of crybaby self-entitled bitches. But at the same time, to counter The Rock's point who went full Hollywood and managed to dig up his $500 shirt and cut the sleeves off for it, Cody won the Royal Rumble. Am I the only one not remembering these things around here? When you win the Royal Rumble, you get a main event title shot at WrestleMania? Well, for a select few people, but you get my point out there, folks, don't you? Am I going crazy or is it just me? Well, Carl and Maestro said we should just try to keep things on track here because meanwhile backstage, Cody Rhodes was being helped out by Adam Pearce saying if you need anything, you know, I can try to help you for Cody to just shrug him off only for Seth Rollins to show up, give him a pat on the leg and for him to walk away as the plot thickens and the rivalry grows to quote 
new Legacy Inc. And of course, up, up, down, down for their Battle of the Brands. But besides Battle of the Brands, folks, the next match to take place on Monday Night Raw would be a last chance battle royal between a whole bunch of women trying to get inside of the Elimination Chamber. And to name a few, not only Shayna Baszler, Raquel Gonzalez making a return, Zoe Stark, Chelsea Green, Selena Vega, Natalia. Ivy Nile, even Tegan Knox, and Valhalla with no horns that pissed off Michael Cole. But despite her not having horns, we would see Maxine Dupree getting eliminated by Valhalla, only for Valhalla to get eliminated, then Zia Lee getting out thanks to Raquel, even Isla Dawn being out by Raquel Gonzalez, or Rodriguez, according to Carl and my show since I forgot her name, only for a little bit of rumble revenge to happen between Natalia and Tegan Knox, with Natalia getting rid of Tegan Knox. B-Fab getting eliminated by Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler working together. Selena Vega getting out thanks to Miss Lopez during this match, and we don't mean the famous singer from certain areas, only for Lopez to get eliminated as well for a brawl to take place on the outside of the ring. Then after that, a major elimination, we would see Candace getting out thanks to Chelsea Green, tossing her into the ring post, only for Indy Hartwell to get out thanks to Shayna Baszler, and even a tiger knee to take out none other than Katana Chance not giving her a chance to be a part of the chamber. Then we would even see Alba Fire getting eliminated thanks to Raquel Gonzalez and even Ivy Nile taking out Natalia. Only for Ivy Nile to get taken out by Zoe Stark and Shayna Baszler. Even Michin getting eliminated thanks to the duo as well. Only for Shayna Baszler and none other than Zoe Stark to both be eliminated by Raquel Gonzalez. For Raquel to celebrate but a little bit too early cause Chelsea Green would try to eliminate her. Only for her to get thrown right out of the ring and for Raquel Gonzalez to get the last spot for the Elimination Chamber this Saturday. And after that bit of a brawl for all inside the ring, next up we would see none other than Rhea Ripley talking about the fact that she worked very hard for this opportunity to fight in front of her home crowd. And the last time she would lose would be well over seven years ago when the last time she was a part of her homeland. Only for her to say that she was a people pleaser back in the day and wanted to quit, but decided to prove herself that she was better than what she was, only for her to become the most dominant champion on the roster. Only for Nia Jax to say that she's twice her size and triple her talent and is gonna squash her in front of her own home crowd for her to go crying to her mommy. Only for Rhea Ripley to say that, yeah, You'll be crying to mommy, all right? And the fans will be behind me crying for mommy as I dominate you and make your nightmares come true in Perth, Australia. And besides that bit of Judgment Day business, and speaking of the Judgment Day, this week on an episode of Truthline, we would see R-Truth talking about his past experiences over the past several weeks with the Judgment Day, talking about that he was happy to be a part of them, or a part of the group, 
smiles were shared, and Damien Priest would end up breaking his heart. And if you remembered on The Sopranos about the ducks, Damien Priest was his duck. But he made new friends with DX, and of course with none other than The Miz. Now for those wondering who he means by DX, he means Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, which once again I will have to say that, you know, Ciampa does look like Triple H if you have a side-by-side -side comparison if he had a little bit more muscle on him. And would say that with the help of them, they won't be able to bully people, silence people, or keep Nick Mysterio away from Facebook. But outside of those delusions of grandeur and R-Truth wearing a poncho of the rain variety, we would see Michael Chandler calling out Conor McGregor for the next big UFC fight. Of course. That would lead to our next match of the night, which would see none other than the Judgment Day going one-on-one -on -one against the Awesome Truth and DIY. And our truth speaking of why, is still wearing that rain poncho for some reason indoors. <laughs> but despite all that, we would then see a slugfest in Udapesh in the center of the ring, only for all the members of the Judgment Day to get kicked out of the ring, and for a DX chop to be shared by Awesome Truth and DIY. But as things got serious during this match, action would go back and forth, seeing Finn Balor getting a roll-up, for near fall, even seeing a reverse DDT by Damaso Ciampa to none other than Finn Balor for near fall, and a little shout out to Slip from New Legacy Inc. for that one, only for a little dude Jimmy to take place on Damian Priest prior to a super kick that would take place, still would lead to a near fall. But ultimately, this match will come to an emphatic end with not only a South of Heaven counter by R-Truth for near fall, only to see R-Truth still fall victim of the South of Heaven after an attitude adjustment attempt, for the team of the Judgment Day to beat R-Truth once again and finally be done with him via pinfall. And after the match was over, we would go backstage to see Sami Zayn talking about the fact that he needs to stop getting stuck on Drew McIntyre because he knows where that leads him and it's not going to lead him toward his path of becoming a champion and doing something historical at WrestleMania. So he said he doesn't know how it's going to happen, but he knows something big is coming for him at WrestleMania and he's got to remain focused. But Shinsuke Nakamura would say that, oh, since you like being an underdog so much, I'm going to make you an underdog and you're going to be so low that you're going to have your pity party at the bottom of despair. Or something along those lines, according to Carl and the Maestro, since their ability to write down subtitles is not as good as mine. What do you mean? My subtitle writing is bad too. <laughs> But outside of that subtitle talk, folks, next thing we would see on Monday Night Raw would be the man making her way to the ring saying that she was lucky enough to do a lot of amazing things in her career. But she's running out of new things. But the hat she got is new and asked the fans if they liked it, and they said yeah. And the hat stayed, alright? Only for Becky to say that she has a need to win the go to Mania to finally collide for the fight of her life against Rhea Ripley. 
and would even go on further to say that Rhea has been on a wave of momentum for the past year only for her to align herself with the truth haters in the form of the Judgment Day and would say that her biggest threat to her championship has been hiding in plain sight and she's the best she's ever been but so has everybody else who's in this match but said that she's beaten most of the people in this set contest but hasn't beaten them inside of a steel cage with glass with a Wrestlemania shot on the line only for Liv Morgan to be happy with the hat and make her way out and say that she's not happy at the fact that she has to sit back and listen to her explain why in the world she deserves to win. Only for Liv to go through the backstory of why in the world she's on her road to revenge and the fact that her former tag team partner Rhea Ripley would end up turning her back on her for her to team up with Raquel Gonzalez to become two-time tag team champions. Only for none other than Rhea Ripley to take out her shoulder and cost her six months of her career and during the biggest wave of momentum we would see for Liv Morgan and then would say that she's gonna be the last person or she was the last person to actively beat Rhea Ripley which is true only for Raquel Gonzalez to come out and say that she doesn't even know who the champion's gonna be post chamber and it might not even be Rhea but the only person who can beat whoever wins that match is her. Only for Naomi to come out and say that she came back to not be in the background and looks to make her way to the top for her run here now in the company. For Tiffany Stratton to come out and would say that she left an empty space and that empty space is gonna be filled by somebody who wants to be the center of the universe and would say that nobody cares about the past and nobody cares about all these people in the past they care about the future which is me only for Bianca Belair to come out and make the most valid point by saying that she's been at the tippy top for a long time and won the elimination chamber before and will go on to win it again this year by pinning everybody who's in attendance and continue her undefeated streak at WrestleMania because you can't spell WrestleMania without E-S-T. Now before we would hear Tiffy say that her peak was last year and for Liv Morgan to try to intervene, it would lead to a slugfest in Budapest between all six competitors for Nia Jax to come out and interrupt the whole thing by beating the daylights right out of everybody on the field including Lib Morgan getting Samoan dropped into the turnbuckle pose, people taking left leg drops left and right, thank you for the correction, Carla and Maestro, and for Nia to stand tall after that intense interview she had with her opponent at the pay-per-view. Now, with all that chaos unfolded, folks, and with us going clearly over the time we usually do for this, I think it's time for us to go grab a glass of water, and when we return, we'll be back with the second half of what happened during this week's edition of Monday Night Raw from Anaheim, California, right after this. So don't go watching infomercials just yet, folks, and stay tuned. 